Drivers, technology, cars, manufacturing, repairs, longevity, that's a lot to take in. And it's a complex topic, but for sure there's changes coming, no doubt. Just look at a new vehicle today. It's one gigantic rolling computer. (laughs) But the politicians, especially those dingbats running for president, they haven't a clue about what lies ahead. In history, history tends to repeat itself. This is Paul Truesdell, and you are listening to Connecting Dots, Episode 79. And make sure to read the disclaimer in our show notes before each episode. So let's talk a little bit about driverless trucks, vehicles, and employment. As we are connecting dots more and more, keep in mind that the consolidation of power among an ever-shrinking number of businesses continues not only in your state, in your regional area, in the nation, but globally as well. Here's an example. Now, Toyota is investing $500 million, that's half a billion dollars, into Uber, and they've entered into a driverless car pact. Now, Toyota said that they're investing the $500 million in Uber technologies as part of an agreement by the companies to work jointly on autonomous vehicles aimed at improving safety and lowering transportation costs. Oh. But let's get real. The goal is not safety for you and I. It's about lowering the cost of transporting people. Think taxis and buses, for example. And goods. Think Amazon, UPS, and Federal Express. And the hundreds of thousands of long-haul truckers that will be displaced. Now, let's think back to a period between World War I and World War II. Let's talk a little bit about something called the Bonus Army. The Bonus Army consisted of 43,000 marchers, 17,000 U.S. World War I veterans who gathered together with their families and affiliated groups, and they descended on Washington, D.C. Now, this is mid-1932. Now, why did all these veterans, and that's a lot of people for 1932, why did they descend on Washington, D.C.? They wanted to be paid. They were demanding cash payment for the service certificates that they were issued. They wanted to be redeemed. In other words, these guys went to war, they came back, and our government refused to pay them. Now, organizers called themselves the Bonus Expeditionary Force. Now, this is a name that echoed World War I's America Expeditionary Forces. But the media, no. They did the bidding for the government and called them the Bonus Army or Bonus Marchers and implied to the nation that these guys and gals wanted to get something that they didn't deserve. Now, a former sergeant by the name of Walter Waters organized and led the group. But on July 28, 1932, U.S. Attorney General William D. Mitchell ordered the veterans removed from all government property. He said, get out. And he ordered the Washington, D.C. police to go in and get them out. Well, things got tense, and the cops started shooting. Several veterans were wounded, and two later died. Now, these were not happy people. They had their wives and children with them, and they were being beaten by local law enforcement. Well, President Herbert Hoover had enough, so he ordered the Army to go in and clear them out. Now, who was the Army chief of staff? None other than a fellow by the name of General Douglas MacArthur. You might remember that name. Famous World War II general who left the Philippines when the Japanese were attacking with the statement, I shall return. 
Well, he commanded the infantry, and he got some cavalry together, along with six tanks, and he bulldozed down the bonus army marchers and their wives and children. They were driven out of their shelters. They gathered their stuff together, and they burned it. I want you to think about this for a second. What if you had a bunch of truckers who lost their jobs and descended on Washington, D.C. and said, man, this isn't right. Hundreds of thousands of truckers are displaced. Uber drivers, you name it, Federal Express, UPS. And then the government sent in the military, rounded them up, shipped them out, and burned their belongings. What if that was done to the homeless, 60,000 homeless that are living on the streets in Los Angeles? What do you do? But in this case, remember, these are people that simply wanted to be paid. Well, then a second and smaller bonus march took place in 1933. This was the beginning of the Roosevelt administration. But Roosevelt came up with something that was pretty clever, along with Congress. They created what was known as the Civilian Conservation Corps, or the CCC. Now, you need to remember that. If you've never heard of the Civilian Conservation Corps, I strongly encourage you to figure out what it is because it's a phenomenal idea. And although a lot of the things that Roosevelt did exacerbated the Depression, this was one of those things that was fantastic. Now, most in the group, they accepted jobs in the CCC. Those that didn't, well, on May 22nd, that was the deadline, they went in and rounded up the stragglers and transported them home. Now, just so you know, our nation was in a real tough, rough shape during the Depression. It was far worse than what we had in 2008. But because of the mismanagement we had between the Bush and the Obama administration, that deep recession lasted a whole lot longer than it should have. For some reason, people don't realize that you need to get out of the way and let supply and demand take over. Things work out pretty quickly if you stop tinkering with stuff. But the CCC camps were fantastic to get people back to work. And I tell you this and want you to know that my father, who was a young man at that time, went to work for the CCC camps and was cutting wood up in northern Michigan. He, like a lot of men, just wanted to work. Now let's roll back to now 1936. It's been a few years. Roosevelt, the great savior that everybody thinks is just better than white sliced bread today. Well, it's based upon revisionist history. He was a true SOB. If you look back in history with an unjaded eye, this guy was not a hero. You see, he didn't want to pay the veterans either. Just like Hoover, he told them to go pound salt. In fact, when your Congress voted to pay these folks, Roosevelt vetoed it. Congress, which was a rubber stamp for Roosevelt at the time, actually overrode his veto and paid them what they were due and nine months early plus additional money because of the nonsense that they were putting up with. So what's the point? The point is this. People, not all people, want to work. People have an identity, self-worth, and it's based on how productive they are. Look, productivity is not always measured by money. Don't, Don't buy that nonsense at all. But generally, that's one of those yardsticks that's used to measure. Regardless, it's just the way it is, but let's not go there. So when people go that extra mile like they did in World War I, fighting for our country and a promise is made, a promise should be kept. So now we have truckers, truckers of all kind. Now this is not a high-skilled job, but requires time, patience, and attention to detail. you got to avoid collisions. They put all these people out of work, and what's going to happen? You start working the numbers, and like we do every single day, we crunch the numbers. Uber has been seeking ways to lower their development costs for autonomous driving vehicles. And their unit has had some tough times, as has others when you had a fatal crash. 
and that happened in Arizona. But Uber has spent about $750 million, three-quarters of a billion dollars on self-driving car technology. And the company continues to lose money, a massive amount of money. Now, for example, the much hyper-promoted uh, IPO with Lyft and Uber Technologies Well, note the word technologies. Both got off to a pretty slow start when investors started taking a look at the red flags for both of the companies and started saying, yeah, this isn't really a good thing. You see, the good thing is that people are beginning to realize that ride sharing specialists, well, they're finally trading at the prices where they made their debut. But for me, it's like the movie Jerry Maguire. Show me the money. Now, let me tell you the reason why. With Lyft, yeah. Well, Lyft incurred a loss of $911 million in 2018. $911 million. That's almost a billion dollars they lost in 2018. Now, that's on top of a loss of $688 million in 2017. And that's a loss on top of two hundred or six hundred and eighty-two million in two thousand sixteen. So six twenty-eight, six eighty-eight, nine eleven. I don't know how long can you keep losing money before someone says, "Man, I'm out of here." That's a whole lot of crayons and coloring books, if you ask me. As for Uber, well, their first earnings report after they went public, when the stock was listed, they reported some of the slowest growth they've ever had in years and steep losses for the first nine, uh, first three months in 2019. Uber's losses totaled more than $1 billion, that's right, $1 billion just for the quarter. Now, let's think about this for a minute. Squeeze the margin, pay for IA, solve the problem, get uh, people involved with uh, Toyota and Google and all this AI stuff. What do you got going on? Well, there's a guy at Google who says AI is like a room of five-year-olds trying to program a computer. Something might come out of it, but God only knows. My concern is we're rushing real quickly to the road of trying to put people out of business, out of the driving industry, and that's not good. Well, drivers, technologies, cars, manufacturing, repairs, longevity, it's a lot to take in. It's a complex topic, and there are a lot of changes coming, no doubt about it. But just look at today's rolling computer that's going down the road, and then consider all the people who make a living doing what they do. We may be rushing a little too fast to try to put people out of business with people who live in fantasy land and urban areas thinking that roads are all the same everywhere. Boy, they're not. If you go to Texas and Arizona, New Mexico, Nevada, you go to Idaho, Montana, Illinois, Michigan, boy, roads are different. And then when somebody decides to paint over the lines in the road or take the signs down, a lot of those self-driving vehicles are going to have a hard time figuring out what's what. And again, the politicians. I said this before. All these dingbats that we have in Washington and these dingbats running for president, they don't have a clue as to what lies ahead. But history has a way of repeating itself. Will there be unrest in the trucking industry? Yeah, there will be. And where there's unrest, guess what? There's an opportunity for those who are good at connecting dots. Well, that does it for today. It's July the 4th, 2019. Thanks for joining me. I'm Paul Truesdale, and this is Fixed Cost Financial. If you have an opinion, idea, tip, trick, or just want to opine, give us a call at 888-629-7864. You can find us on Twitter at Fixed Cost Invest, Facebook, Fixed Cost Investing. Ideally, go to our website, which is dots.fm, simply dots.fm. All rights reserved. Reproduction or use without written authorization prohibited without written authorization.